Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. Blessed day, everyone. This is Father Michael Voidhofer. I want to bring a word to you, a word of God, a word from the heart of Jesus to you. I usually don't do these podcasts unless I'm sensing, or at least feel like God brings me to a place where I can speak what He's giving to me, because it's... Otherwise, I can just kind of, you know, read a bunch of stuff and whatever it be and, and, and do podcasts. But, like, it's not a living, organic, if it's not a living message, meaning it's it comes out of my faith um, in the Lord and my encounter with the Lord. That's why there's a difference, right? You know, I could read parts of uh, books where I'm not at, but when, I, when I'm there with Him and, and, he, and He touches my spirit and I share then what God gives to me with you. Because I believe God wants us to share the message. And that's what I want to talk about today is sharing the message. You know, the Lord is our strength, our refuge, our shelter in times of trouble and trial. You know, though we walk through the dark valley, we fear no evil for He is with us. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Did you ever experience real joy? Real joy, authentic joy, can never be imitated by Satan. He could never imitate authentic joy because real joy comes through relationship with God. Relationship with God. And again, relationship with God would mean God has revealed to us who He is and we begin to experience and encounter who God is in our lives. Because this is what revelation is. You know, when someone you you don't know reveals themselves to you, meaning talks about themselves and you begin to know them, um, if it's a relationship that you're longing for or a relationship that will change your life, it's going to bring joy into your life because you're, you're now knowing someone you didn't know. And so Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, became man. Why? Because He wanted to reveal to you and I who God the Father is. And this is where the Holy Spirit comes in, right? The Holy Spirit, often sadly, forgotten. Have you prayed to the Holy Spirit today? Or have you prayed to the Holy Spirit recently? Ask the Holy Spirit for a personal relationship with Him. Holy Spirit, come. I ask you to come into my life. Holy Spirit, I ask you to be present now within me. Be present in my mind right now, in my thoughts, in my imagination. Be present in my emotions. Be present in my body, every cell. Holy Spirit, invade any areas of my heart that don't allow you in. Invade any areas of my life where I don't allow you to reign as the Lord and giver of life. Because Jesus says, I came that you might have life, right? And have it to the full. Now, the message of joy can't be without the relationship. And this is where, again, God reveals Himself. But again, we can't have joy without knowing what the Lord has done for us. And I think so often, why so many people maybe aren't filled with the joy of the Lord is because they don't read their Bible. They don't know the Scripture. They don't know the story of salvation. They don't know why they are the way they are. They don't know how they got to be the way they are. And they don't know the end of the story. They don't know the victory Jesus Christ has won for us. And so you need to know 
the narrative thread. You know, Jeff Cavins, many of you know him. He's a great um, just brother in the Lord, right, who has revealed with God's help in his life the story of salvation in a very chronological way that's kind of like a story, right? You can read through the Bible in a way that he, he explains it, and you can read through it in a way that it, it's a story. And it's, he says it's our story, right? The Bible's your story. It's the story of your salvation in Jesus Christ. And so from the beginning, you see like how we originated in God. We began in God before the fall, right? We are new. We are created in His image and likeness. We are uh, uh, in His presence. We are in paradise. And there's this purity. There's this innocence. There's this holiness. There's this understanding that God is for us, not against us. There's no confusion or delusion regarding how good God is and how good we are. You know, often a lot of our sins is because you don't, we don't believe we're good. And because you're looking to become good, you're seeking out ways to numb the pain of believing lies about yourself and about God, which separate us from God and even ourselves. And so again, the fall was the tragedy of your story and mine. The fall is where we received or were born into, right? Contracted the disease of original sin. We, we were um, brought into this world in original sin because of the fall that Adam and Eve rejected God and His Word and embraced Satan's Word regarding who God is, right? Remember, Satan told Adam and Eve who God is. Well, God doesn't... You won't die. You know, God just doesn't want you basically to become like him. And this is a lie, but Adam and Eve took it in and it poisoned them. And they died spiritually first, then they died physically. You know, as the soul is brought in to uh, uh, original sin through disobedience to God's word. Again, taking Satan's word over God's word regarding who God is. And the soul dies. The life of God in the soul dies. That's called grace. The life of God is God's grace. Like The life of grace died in Adam and Eve's soul. Right? And what happened? Then a physical death became a tragic part of the human story. Right? This isn't God's original plan. God's not like a fan of death or like he loves to, you know, he created us to live and just suffer and die cancer or or sicknesses, or diseases, or illnesses, or famines. like That's all part of original sin. So when people get mad when a loved one dies, their anger is displaced. It's misplaced anger. They should be angry at Satan. They should be angry at sin. They should reform their lives and let that death of that loved one be a reminder of why Jesus came, which is to, to affirm, to... Um, ratify to seal that deep desire he put in us for eternal life, to live forever. God wants to make that uh, desire a reality. And there's no way for you and I to make the desire in us to live forever a reality unless we let Jesus Christ be the answer to the question the heart's asking. The question is what? How do I live forever? You know, how do we live forever? How do we have our sins forgiven? How do we have peace and joy? We need someone to help us. We need a Lord. 
We need a Savior. And God so loved the world that He sent His only begotten Son so that all who believe in Him might not be condemned but might have eternal life. And so you and I today, right here, right now, as you're listening to this, whatever time it is, you can ask Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of your life. You can agree with Him. You can agree with Christ. You can agree with God and what He's done for you. What He's done for you on the cross. And when He rose from the dead, He did that for you. Will you hear that right now? Will you allow yourself in humility to hear that? Will you repent of the pride and arrogance, right? That says, you know, like, oh, I don't know if I need that. Like someone that says, I don't need Jesus. Or I don't need God. They don't know the story and they don't know where they came from. They don't know why they are the way they are and they don't know where they're going. And that's what we would call living in darkness. They would say that that person is basically fellowshipping in the darkness. They, are, they need to be brought into the light. And and St. Paul says to to those souls, Awake, O sleeper, arise from your sleep, for now is the time of salvation. So right now is your time and mine. And again, we as Catholics don't believe like, oh, you accept the Lord once as Lord and Savior, then you're done, you're good, you can do kind of as you wish and uh, as you want. Paul says, work out your salvation in fear and trembling. Meaning, Every day, you need to hear what I'm talking to you about right now, which is the basic gospel message, the good news, the good news of Jesus Christ being your Lord and Savior. But again, if you're not aware of your need for a Savior, you're probably not going to ask for a Savior. And this is one of the subtle ways that Satan keeps people from encountering the true, authentic joy of the Lord is he keeps them busy in the world, busy about their work. You know, how many people think about it? You know, I was walking in the park the other day and there's these huge homes, but I've never once walked by a big house and saw someone outside in their backyard actually enjoying life because most of those people spend their life working to sustain and maintain and pay those big bills for those big homes or whatever it be. Like, what kind of life is it to spend your whole life living in this world working so that you can make money to do what? Think about that. To maintain, sustain a huge house, which you only live in, what? Maybe uh, uh, one or two rooms of this house and you spend the rest of your life working to pay the bills for that house or if you will maintain or sustain it. Then you get older and you have to sell the house anyhow because you're too old to take care of it. Think about what you're doing. Everyone needs to wake up. And see, God's inviting you right now that this world is passing away. The world as you and I know it it is passing away. Look outside. Look at your body right now. You and I are dying as I'm talking to you. Your body's dying right now. The world is dying. It's passing away. But we don't focus on the just, the death. We focus upon the reality of, of what Christ has done. He's renewed creation. He's opened heaven for you and I so that we could be with him forever. But again, the enemy, Satan, wants to keep people busy out in this world when a matter of fact is when you die, you can't take anything with you. The only thing you're going to take with you is your relationship with the Lord God, which comes to us through the revelation that Jesus gives to us. He reveals the Father and the Holy Spirit takes what happened 2,000 years ago and makes it present right now for you and I to receive Him into our lives as Lord, King, and Savior. 
It's his grass you're walking on today. It's his ground you're walking on. It's his trees. It's his birds, his fish in the sea. It's his. All of it's his. You're in his kingdom. Whether you like it or not, whether you're a believer of God or not, you're in his kingdom. And he's going to ask you one day, how did you love me? How did you serve me in my kingdom? And in my kingdom, you live by my rules. And so if you want to think about those who are like, you know, making up their own definition of marriage or, or when life can begin and when life ends, you know, obviously very clear examples of total disobedience to the king. And that's not going to bode well with anybody. And that, for that matter, any sin's like, you know, oh, it's okay to lie. You know, who gave you permission to say that you could do this or you could do that? Like, oh, I'll live with my boyfriend or my girlfriend um, before we get married. Or what's the big deal about having, you know, sexual relations or before we're married? You know, everyone else seems to be doing that. And what's the problem with that? You know, what's the problem with watching this or listening to that? Listen. God's not going to say like, well, I, you know, I know you had better ideas than me and, and I want to thank you for um, introducing a new way of life because you, you must have, you discovered things while you were on earth that I didn't know. I mean, come on. God's going to ask you, why did you, why did you disobey me? Why didn't you love me? And, and there's not going to be a question and answer session when we die, right? It's going to be you... Loved me or you didn't. And don't be deceived into thinking, I love God, I love God, I go to church, I pray, I sing, I love the Lord, but I basically make up my own lifestyle and do what I wish and how I wish and when I want and how I want. Like that's, you're deceived. We're deceived if we're living that way, right? And so I want you right now, accept the Lord Jesus Christ into your life. So let's just pray. Father in heaven, I want to thank you right now in the name of Jesus for giving us your only begotten son. And that must have been hard, Father. It must have been really hard to send your son into this world knowing that he would uh, be mistreated and laughed at and mocked, spit upon, scourged, beaten, stripped naked and hung on a cross, nailed to a cross. You had to watch your son die, Father, for me because of what I've done by my sins. And Lord, Father, I thank you and I want to ask you right now to forgive me. I want to I accept the gift of your son for my sins right now and what he's done for me on that cross, how he died for me and suffered so horrendously for me. And Father, I'm not aware, we're not aware of how our sins have affected um, your heart and Jesus' heart. We're, we're often so blind to what our sins have done to Christ and how we've ripped the skin off His back by our sins, by our lies, by our disobedience, by our lust and our greed and our envy and our pride. We've done that to your Son, Father, and we want to ask all of us right now, we pray that you forgive us in the name of Jesus. Lord, we receive those words you spoke from the cross. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And that's so true, God. We don't know what we're doing. Half the time we live on this earth, we're so lost and just wandering around. But we want to today come into the truth, the light of the Holy Spirit. So in the name of Jesus, I ask you, Father, to forgive us all of any sins we've committed throughout our lives from beginning to end. We surrender to what Jesus has done for us on the cross. He said it is finished. 
So we embrace those words right now that it is finished. And I want to ask right now that you, Holy Spirit, come into us and give testimony and witness to what we've just spoken. That the words we've spoken, the truth we've spoken right now, which is I'm a sinner and you, Lord Jesus, are my Savior. We accept what you've done. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to come now into us right now. Come, Holy Spirit, come into us and testify to this truth. Give us today your presence. Let us walk each walk, each step we take today in the joy of the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Let's welcome him. Just in your own way, maybe just speaking that out. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. You come in the name of Jesus. You come into this broken, wounded heart of mine. You come to me as a sinner. Holy Spirit, fill me with an awareness of this story that I'm a part of, this plan of God. For he says, I know well the plans I have in mind for you, says the Lord. Plans for your welfare, not for your woe. God, you know well the plans you have for me today to walk in the gospel, to share the good news, to share with somebody that I've accepted you as my Lord and Savior and my King. And so my brothers and sisters, today I ask you throughout the whole day to call on the Holy Spirit to fill you in the name of Jesus. Be like Mary, receive Jesus through the power of the Spirit. And may the Lord bless you this day and seal you because you are beloved in his sight. You are his son. You are his daughter. You are precious in the sight of God. You are the apple of his eye. He thinks of you nonstop. And may the Lord bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.